Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. The overlap of COVID-19 and influenza has experts in the United States pretty concerned. Delta variant is pretty much spreading around the unvaccinated. And with flu coming around and flu season about to start, this combination could precipitate a crisis around the country. Joining me today is Dr. Lauren Crosby. She's nationally recognized parenting expert and pediatrician. Dr. Crosby, I'm so glad to have you with us on Healthy Children today. So first, as we're getting into all of this, tell us about the difference between influenza and COVID. Are there some similarities, some differences? How do we know? Right. I mean, I think, you know, in general, they have a lot of similarities, you know, and and if a kid walks into our office and has a cough, a runny nose, a fever, a sore throat, a headache, muscle aches, you're not going to be able to tell the difference clinically when, you know, so we're going to be testing because they can be very, very similar. So, you know, typically with COVID-19, they can, of course, be a lot sicker. And we've definitely had a, a many more deaths from COVID-19 in children than we get yearly from influenza. So it certainly is a worse illness. It's not, quote unquote, just the flu. But when they first come into the office with symptoms, you are not going to be able to really differentiate without testing. So similar enough that you got to test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, similar enough. So let's yeah. talk about the flu vaccine for the year. What what fascinates me, Dr. Crosby, is how this vaccine is made every year and how they how and people are saying, are we going to need boosters for the covid vaccine similar to flu? Well, the way flu is, you know, they get it from somewhere else in the con- in the world like they see mm-hmm what the trend is, right? So why Mm -hmm. don't you explain a little bit about the flu vaccine and what we're looking at and what we can expect for this year's flu? Right. Well, you know, last year we barely saw any flu because every place was locked down and people were masked and they were distancing and all those things that prevent transmission of many diseases, including the flu. But, you know, a lot of people don't realize that flu can be a very, very serious illness and cause thousands of deaths in the United States every year, even in previously healthy kids. The flu vaccine, we look in, you know, in the Southern Hemisphere and we look at what flu's been circulating, but, you know, their flu circulation was also less. So we always, our scientists always basically make their best flu vaccine based on those predictions. And usually we have, you know, a 40 to 60 60% match as far as what's circulating and what's in the vaccine. But the thing about that is it still is worth getting that vaccine because it keeps you out of the hospital. So even if you were to get the flu, if you had the vaccine, the chances of any serious complication are so much lower. So that's why we, we highly recommend that vaccine anyway. And the season, we really say to start getting that vaccine now. We say September, October are the months. I'm getting a lot of questions about when should I get it? Is it too soon right now? And it's not. We usually say get it by the end of October. Or, you know, with the, in pediatrics, we say get it by Halloween to make sure that you're protected. And especially because babies six months and up kids up to eight years need two doses a month apart if it's their first year getting it. So you want to get time to get those doses in. 
So. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I certainly would think it could make that, as you described, the overlapping symptoms could make diagnosis even more challenging this year. So tell us a little bit about the different flu shots and mist and things available this year. I know the mist went off for a while. We weren't using it, right, for a year? It did. Mm -hmm. But now it's back? Yeah, it came back. And so... It's been back now a couple years and, you know, it was reformulated because it wasn't working quite as well as the shot. So for this season, there are two types of flu vaccine available. The first one is what you, is the shot, the one with the needle. And the second is the nasal spray. And all of them are available for children and they contain the four influenza viruses, two of type A flu and two of type B. Um, you, we, the American Academy of Pediatrics, recommends that any licensed vaccine available this year and appropriate for your child's age and health should be given with no specific preference. Um, but there are certain contraindications, meaning reasons why you cannot, why someone may not get a flu mist. It is approved for ages two through 49 years, and it is a live vaccine. So people who have a history of, you know, any significant allergic reaction to any vaccine, of course, need to be talked to an allergist before getting any flu vaccine. But kids two to 17 who have, who are on aspirin or any salicylate medicines or who have asthma or a history of wheezing in the past 12 months or weakened immune systems, severely immunocompromised, pregnant women. So there are, are there's actually quite a list of, of reasons why you shouldn't do the flu mist. But general healthy people without any underlying conditions who are not pregnant, it's often a good choice for those who would not get a shot otherwise. You know, severe needle phobics, too. Um, this is how they can get a flu vaccine and be protected um, without a needle. But it, we always check everyone, you know, if they're eligible for the mist or not. A um, few other precautions. People with asthma five years and older should not get it or you know, if you're really, really sick at the time, you should wait until you're better. Now, if a child is over 12 and they come to you for their, you know, well visit, mm -hmm. and maybe they haven't had the vaccine, can they get the vaccine and the flu shot at the same time? And you're talking about the COVID-19 vaccine specifically, oh, correct? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I am yes. talking about the COVID-19 vaccine. Yes. Yes. So if your child is eligible to receive a COVID-19 vaccine, it can be given at the same time as the flu vaccine or at any time one after the other, you know, you'll always talk about, you know, with your doctor about your specific vaccines, but in general, the flu vaccine can be given with any, so including the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, if someone tested positive for COVID-19, a lot of people have said, well, when can they get a flu shot? Should they get a flu shot? And children with COVID-19 can still get a flu vaccine, but we want them to be recovered from their COVID-19 illness first. And also as far as doing like a flu mist, Symptoms like a stuffy nose or a runny nose can make it a little harder to get that nasal spray in there. So then, you know, if they still have very residual stuffiness or symptoms, any kind of congested noses, we would recommend to do it as a shot and not a mist. So, Dr. Crosby, if parents want to know information about the flu vaccine and even the COVID-19 vaccine, and they're hesitant because I'm sure, we're, as we're all seeing all over the country, people are hesitant now, and, and there's misinformation running rampant. So what would you like to say to the parents that ask you about these vaccines and the safety and efficacy of them? Well, you know, one, one thing is, yes, with flu vaccine, it has been around 
forever. And we have so much data on that and so much information about it, as well as a lot of experience. I mean, I've been doing this almost 25 years. And we know from all of the data from the CDC, from the FDA, from the American Academy of Pediatrics, from the ACIP who approves vaccines, that these are very safe and effective. And again, some people have a few reasons why they may need one or the other, or very rare reasons why they cannot have a flu vaccine. So it's always good to check with your doctor, but it is very safe. And also the COVID-19 vaccine as well. We also have actually quite a lot of data in the world. There have been probably, there's been almost 3 billion doses of COVID-19 vaccines given. So we've had, we have a lot of information and it's being, again, collected by the CDC. So that's always a great source. And the American Academy of Pediatrics and your own doctor really is a great source for your very specific questions. You know, someone who, who knows you or you work with or someone you trust, but you need to have someone that you really trust. I mean, people who have followed my guidance for their kids for the last, you know, 15 years, 20 years, you know, they've trusted me with all the other vaccines they've given their kids. So I always go, well, if you have questions, talk to me about this. We've gone through lots of things with your child. We've, you know, gotten them over lots of illnesses and diseases and given them lots of vaccines. So pediatricians are the vaccine experts. Talk to us. Ooh, I love that message rather than the Facebook uncle doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just that misinformation and vaccines are safe. And my goodness, they've protected us from diseases we don't even see anymore. So I'd love mm-hmm. for you to just give us a quick oh, overview, as it were, about the vaccines that right now, you know, if they're bringing their children in for their well visits, I know this is based on age and it goes all through and it's a podcast mm-hmm. in itself that you and I can do it another time. But kind of sure. just give us a little reassurance about some of these vaccines. What are the ones you're sure. giving now and what they're intended to do? Well, you know, I do tell parents that vaccines are one of the absolute greatest public health achievements, preventing thousands and thousands and thousands of deaths, millions of cases of disease, saving billions of dollars of healthcare dollars. I mean, there's so, so many upsides with, you know, very rare, minimal downsides and, you know, very rare. And so we do recommend the, the standard immunization schedule for children and teenagers that is available in the United States. And, you know, CDC and AAP um, have published all of their recommendations and they publish them on a regular basis and update them very regularly, always based on science. So we vaccinate against tetanus and whooping cough and meningitis. And we vaccinate several kinds of meningitis. We rarely see them any anymore. I mean, Kids suffered brain damage and permanent hearing loss from bacterial meningitis as kids. And we just, I don't see that anymore. We vaccinate against chicken pox because who needs chicken pox and the risks of encephalitis and the risks of flesh eating strep and other skin infections from all of those open source, as well as missing school and work and being so contagious. Measles, talk about contagious, the most contagious virus. And we vaccinate for measles and measles cases in this country, thank goodness, are, are very rare. So we don't see that now. I mean, I could, the list is huge. There's so many things that we can vaccinate for. Rotavirus, a horrible vomiting, diarrhea, intestinal infection in infants. Um, we, you know, the cases, if we see them now, because they've been vaccinated, it's mild or we don't see it at all. So, you know, there, there's just all upside 
to keeping your child on schedule with all of their, their vaccines and, you know, to trust your doctor. That's why you chose them. Certainly is. I love my pediatrician. My kids are almost aging out, but boy, I wish she could follow us through life. Our pediatricians listeners, they are the ones helping us raise our kids and keep Mm -hmm. them safe. And when we say it takes a village, it takes a village with a really good pediatrician involved because that's what this is all about. Now, Dr. Crosby, before we wrap up, even though some of us adults are vaccinated and we're getting our kids vaccinated as soon as they're of age and the flu vaccines are now available, the CDC and the World Health Organization are still recommending we wear masks. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping like last year you see a lower flu, mm-hmm. you know, because people are wearing masks and hopefully social distancing or physical distancing. What do you want us to know about the COVID-19 vaccine and masks and the flu vaccine and masks and why we should still be wearing them even now. Well, you know, what we have seen since we spoke last a few months ago is the emergence of the Delta variant of the COVID-19 virus. So of SARS-CoV-2. And this variant we have seen is so much more contagious that we've definitely started to see some cases in vaccinated people more and more. And though the vaccinated people are not the ones that get hospitalized with COVID, they still can come down with it, mostly mild, but some more depending on their age and their immune system, and they can spread it. So until we really can get a a better hold in this country on this illness by getting a lot more people vaccinated, We're not going to slow the spread enough to be unmasked in crowded situations or, you know, around anyone who might be unvaccinated around you. You don't necessarily know. So it really is still important. We are still in a pandemic, basically, is the message. It's not over yet. Well, you have the same passion as I do, and and we want to get through to those hesitant and be sure and ask your doctors if you have questions. And just like Dr. Crosby said, you've trusted your pediatrician for years. They help take care of your children. Why not trust them now? And if you have questions about the flu vaccine, about the COVID-19 vaccine, about why we are wearing masks, why we're still trying to physical distance, Ask your pediatrician. They will explain it to you and help you to understand. And parents, share this show with your friends and family. We all have family that are getting this misinformation. Share this show because we're getting the quality, trustworthy information from the gold standard, the American Academy of Pediatrics. Really, gosh, we love our pediatricians. So share this show on your social channels. Of course, you can listen on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcast. Anywhere that podcasts are played, we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. Dr. Crosby, do you have one final thought about the flu vaccine and this year's flu? Just give us your best advice and a parting message. I think the main thing is if for now, if you feel sick or maybe even starting to be sick, stay home. You know, people tend to push through. Oh, I'm fine. Oh, I can go to work oh, my kid can't miss their exam. Oh, they need to go to school. This is not the time to be either a martyr or just to to try and tough it out, quote unquote. We are really, we don't want that twindemic, as you mentioned at the beginning, where it's like a double pandemic of flu and COVID-19. So stay home when you're sick and follow all of our guidance. 
Hear, hear. Great information. And thanks again, Dr. Crosby. You're listening to Healthy Children and our expert guests are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening and stay well.